it's pretty easy for us, isn't it, to think at the moment of a uh, unexpected uh, and sort of majorly life-altering change. Uh, we've all experienced that in the last uh, month, uh, been unable to do the things that we used to do. Well, that's what's going on for the disciples in the story that we've read today. These uh, uh, men who followed Jesus around for three years as he goes about his public ministry uh, are, are Jewish people who, who have certain beliefs about uh, the Messiah. And they, these, they believe by, at this point that, that this guy they've been following, Jesus, is the Messiah, that he's the one who uh, will bring salvation to Israel and to the whole world. And uh, their belief would be that as they've been following him and as we read in the stories of the Gospels, uh, as they're following him around and seeing him achieve uh, these wondrous miracles, tell these marvellous parables which bring such great clarity to, uh, and understanding uh, for the disciples when Jesus explains them to to them and as he teaches them from the Old Testament and uh, as they've witnessed the miracles, the healings, the teaching, the, the disciples would be thinking, this is the guy. He's going he's gonna to march on into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday as he did uh, and carry on and uh, we are going to see a great victory here bought by God to bring about the salvation of all mankind. They've staked their lives on following the Messiah King. And only, what, six days later, five, six days later from that triumphal entry on the back of a donkey that we remembered on Sunday, the disciples are now facing a, a, a sudden and disconcerting change. This powerful King, God's promised Messiah, whom they've left everything for, is dead. That's not supposed to happen. Now the disciples obviously ought to have known this was going to happen because actually only uh, a few chapters earlier, back in chapter 18, Jesus predicts his death for the third time. He was teaching the disciples that this was going to happen but they didn't fully understand. They didn't have eyes to see yet and uh, we, we know that it was a disconcerting event for them and, and a, an event that provoked in their hearts fear and worry because we see how they responded. Peter, for example, denies Jesus three times because he's worried about his own safety. Uh, the disciples, uh, we read later, uh, are huddled together, uh, hiding away in a room for they fear for their own lives. When Jesus gets to the cross, there's not a big crowd there. There's only a few people watching him die. They desert him, abandon him, because they're afraid for their own life and safety. For the disciples, the death of Jesus was an unexpected and fear-producing change. Was it all worth it? Should I really have spent the last three years of my life this way? What's going on? What is God up to? 
And we do well, don't we, just to, to remember the feelings that those disciples had that first time because it can be too easy for us to, to skip over the significance of what has happened here, to go too quickly from Friday to Sunday. But Friday had to happen. Jesus had to die. He had to die because there was a big problem. The problem of sin. Sin just means living your life uh, in a way that is not pleasing to God. It means making yourself king instead of God king. And sin is the big problem in the Bible that the Bible speaks of from the very second, uh, sorry, the very third chapter. It is uh, the big problem that we see in our own lives in our world and it is the problem that makes this Friday a good Friday because on this Friday Jesus dies to deal with the problem of sin to pray, pay the price for sin we all believe in justice uh, we believe that when people uh, do the wrong thing they ought to pay an appropriate punishment. We uh, all believe in the rule of law, that, uh, that society ought to be governed by just laws that punish wrongdoing and help people to uh, rehabilitate. And the reason we think that's a good way of doing life is because God is a God of justice. He's created us to be a people of justice, and of course, the great problem for you and me is that all of us have sinned. All of us need to pay a price. But the price is paid for us. Because God, in his great love and mercy, doesn't want us to experience the, the death that we deserve Instead, he wants to invite us into eternal relationship. And so, in Jesus' death on the cross, he is taking our place. He is dying our death so that we can truly live. The death of Jesus is not something that ought to provoke fear or sadness but it ought to provoke in our hearts a deep and lasting gratitude because Jesus goes where we ought to have gone so that we don't need to go there and when we realise that, when we realise that it should be me and it should be you on that cross, it makes the joy of Sunday, the Easter Sunday resurrection, so much more. For in the death of Jesus, the price of sin is paid. And in the resurrection, which we'll remember on Sunday, Jesus is gloriously vindicated and that is the promise that
that we can know that his death has worked, the price is paid, and that we can enter into that through faith. This Easter is a different Easter. We're not with family, we're not in church, we're not doing the sorts of things we would normally do. But let's remember that even in the worst of times, the death of Jesus on the cross, God was still in control, still working out his plans and purposes for his people. As the disciples experienced the fear and the, and the discombobulation of that first Easter day, God had in mind for them something greater. And he has in mind for you and me in this time something greater too. That we might stop and reflect on our lives and realise that Jesus' death is true and is for me and for you and it is our road to eternity. Jesus has paid it all.